Hey, this is Duan Hill, and you're listening to my brand new podcast, Hey Wise Guys, ideas for creatives about what matters most. Well, welcome back, everybody, to this final episode of season one, Choose Your Adventure. This season has been so much fun for me as I've explored how to make great decisions as a creative person. We talked about marriage, we talked about relationships, we talked about our jobs and employment. And in this last episode, I'm going to talk about the impact of a creative and the one thing that every person, every creative wants. But don't worry, even though this is the final episode of season one, I'll be back very soon with season two with some brand new topics that I'll know you'll be interested and excited to hear about. Um, And in the meantime, there are some great resources online at DuanHill.com, including a brand new video called Three Creative Sparks for Stress-Free Decisions that I think you're really going to enjoy and learn a lot from. So go to DuanHill.com and get the new video, Three Creative Sparks for Stress-Free Decisions. And let's jump into this podcast. Okay, so over the past season of episodes, it's been really helpful for me to talk about my story and to share some insights that I've learned um, from some hard situations and some victories and some celebrations that I've experienced. And I hope you've been able to grow from those and apply some of those principles and ideas to your life and to your relationships and to your job and to your faith. But in this final episode of this season, I wanted to end on a different note. You know, we live in a time and a season where there are a lot of hurting people. There are a lot of people who are facing some of the worst times of their lives, um, either because of sickness or the loss of a loved one or an addiction or ridicule or bullying or attractions that they can't understand. And I think it's so important for us to address those things and to be honest about those things and to bring those things to the forefront of our attention because um, it is true that if we hide those things in the dark, if we ignore the problems that we face, if we bury these challenges in a closet locked up and never to be seen again, or we think are locked up and never to be seen again, they only emerge later, usually as bigger um, and worse problems. So I do think it's important for us to address the challenges we face um, in all the areas of our lives. But I've noticed something about my peer group, my friends and my family and my church members, that as we try to face these challenges, specifically as creatives, as we become um, internally focused and as we look inside of ourselves to figure out um, how to be healed and how to be whole and how to be successful and how to be prosperous, I've noticed a vicious cycle happening. It's almost like a self-sabotage. And um, that might sound dramatic and it might sound over the top, but I think it is exactly what is happening. I think the misconception of self-help and internal analysis alone, um, while it's not all bad, I think the more we look inside of ourselves for hope and security and affirmation, and for goodness, I think what we find there is the lack of those things. And what I've noticed is, as we look for good in ourselves, we discover our insecurities, 
we discover our loneliness, we discover our lack, and we discover our inability to even overcome those things. And right here from the beginning of this episode, I want to say that introspective thinking and meditation are all helpful tools. But I want to be sure that we don't use those tools as the end game. I want to be sure that we don't think that looking at ourselves in the mirror is the complete method of improving our lives and the world around us. Because here's the truth. I believe there are two things that every individual wants, specifically a creative individual. It really applies to everybody, but but I'm a creative and I understand the struggles and the challenges, the unique ones which face people like me. But I think this applies to everybody. You know, there are two things that every single person wants. The very first thing is to be known. Loneliness is a giant in our culture. Resentment and unforgiveness and isolation culminate in suicidal thoughts and even those thoughts turning into suicidal actions. It is because many people, many people are walking around appearing to be well and whole, but on the inside are full of darkness and sadness. And I think one of the problems is we don't believe that anyone fully understands us. And let me tell you, that is a common statement among creative people. We are the most misunderstood people in the entire world, or so we think. Um, Our hours are different. Our tools of inspiration are different. Our outlooks on life are different. Our relationships function differently. And it's great that we have a different outlook on life. And it's great that we look at relationships differently. But I think the result is when those outlooks are not like those around us, we feel rejected, alone, and unknown. And the isolation of that feeling, the lowness of that state, to believe that you have something to offer, but not feel affirmed in that gift, or not feel affirmed in that identity, is a really low place for a lot of people. And we could talk this whole episode, this whole season, even this whole podcast about how to live your life believing you are known and loved, first of all, by God, and second of all, by the people around you, and to even accept yourself as someone who has value in this world. But I want to focus on the second thing that every person wants, every creative wants, because I was talking to a friend the other day and uh, we were talking back and forth about what it means to have joy and what it means to have a fulfilling life and what it means to create things that live beyond your lifespan. Um, That's my hope. That's my goal. It's not just to make it through the years that I have here, but to establish and to build something that is a legacy for generations to come. How do you do that? How do you set something up that is strong enough to stand the test of time. And I think the answer is found in the second desire. You know, when we are so internally focused, I believe we forget one of the main reasons we are alive, and that is to be fruitful. To be known 
is amazing. And my prayer is for everyone who listens to this podcast that you would know that you are known and that you are cared about. But as soon as that revelation hits your heart, I want you to continue to believe that there's even more for you to receive. And the second thing that everybody wants is to be fruitful. And that could be packaged in so many ways. Fruitfulness could be a successful marriage. Fruitfulness can be a successful business. Fruitfulness can be a healthy body. Fruitfulness can be uh, a legacy in your creative art. But I do believe without this second component, even to be known doesn't guarantee fulfillment and satisfaction in this life. It is when you are multiplying. It is when you are fruitful. It is when you are leaving a legacy that you really tap into the fullness of what it means to be human. You know, in the Bible, in Scripture, we read from the very beginning that of all the things that God could have commissioned his creation, his people, humans to do, his commission was to be fruitful and to multiply. What a powerful invitation. What a powerful mandate. What a powerful commandment and commission to not only live a life that is satisfied with your current circumstance, but to live a life that was multiplying the joy and the peace that you experience to other people. In fact, I believe one of the secrets of a faith-filled, fruitful life is fruitfulness. Because here is what is happening. So many of us are so focused on ourselves and so focused on our real legitimate problems that we overlook and we forget about how important it is to reach out and help someone else. And I would even suggest and argue that much of our joy, much of our satisfaction is actually hidden in helping someone else. What if I told you that the next step to a joy-filled life, the next step to a peace-filled marriage, the next step to a loving workplace is in what you give? I know it's countercultural. I know it goes against a lot of the advice that's happening today, which sounds a lot like focus on yourself, improve yourself, make yourself better, which I believe, I believe that that is God's heart is for us to be the best people that we can be. But I believe the secret of the Christian faith specifically is that we gain more ground more quickly the more we allow the love of God inside of us to flow out to other people. So let me say this again. Your greatest satisfaction will be witnessing someone else grow because of what God is doing inside of you. Your creativity, the inspiration that's flowing through you, could be the catalyst that brings someone else out of a dark, sad, depressed place. Your testimony of a healthy, loving marriage could be the catalyst that saves that young or old couple from ending their marriage. So in this episode, I want to talk about the cultivation of others and not so much about the validation of self. While I believe that validation is great and identifying your identity in Christ is the primary thing, I want to focus in this episode on what it looks like to build a garden in someone else. 
What does it look like to plant a seed of joy and hope and peace in someone else's life through your creativity? Because I believe that the impact and the purpose and the satisfaction that you're looking for will actually be found in how your creativity will be a blessing to someone else. So let's do this. First of all, I want to give you the secret to impactful creativity. And here it is. Connectivity is the secret of impactful creativity. I'll say that again. Connectivity is the secret to impactful creativity. And here's what I mean by that. Very few creatives write a song or paint a picture or plan an event hoping that no one sees it. (laughs) Now, maybe because of insecurity, you don't want people to see it. But if you were honest with yourself and you knew that it would be a success and you knew that it would be helpful for other people, I can almost guarantee that you would gladly let your art leave your computer (laughs) or your closet or your bedroom or your studio and you would gladly share it with other people because you knew it had purpose and that it had wings to do things more than what you could do. And I believe what we're looking for, what we're searching for in the art that we create is the connection to other people. And not just a connection, but a connection and a spark that inspires improvement, that inspires amelioration, the betterment of someone else's life. And many of us are shortchanging our creative process because we don't allow the opportunity for our art to make a connection with other people. Again, maybe it's because we're insecure, maybe because we're afraid, maybe because we're not confident about the gifts and the creativity and the inspiration that we have. But let this episode be an encouragement to you that without connecting your art to other people, it's going to be very difficult for you to continue to be a creative person. So inquisitive minds would ask, well, Dwan, how do I create connectivity? (laughs) How do I connect with an audience? How do I reach out to someone and believe that my story or my art will actually be effective for them? So I want to give you three ways to build connectivity. First of all, a creative must have honesty. Honesty is so important because now and really at any time and in every time and every space, dishonesty and distrust and inauthenticity is the quickest and the surest way to not connect to somebody. (laughs) Most people can spot disgenuine work and disgenuine art very, very quickly. We are sensitive to honesty and we want to believe that the person that is talking to us the person that is sharing information with us the person that we open our hearts to is someone we can trust and someone that is honestly sharing from a true authentic experience and so make sure that no matter what art you participate in you are participating from an honest place Don't try to fabricate something that you don't have. Don't try to create a story that does not exist. I guarantee you, if you are able to receive the revelation of being known, if you believe that God has given you an identity and a story and a creative gift, you can rest assured that your honest contribution to the world is exactly what we need. 
We don't need um, half of that contribution. We don't need a modified version of it. We need the honest, purified, faithful contribution of your creativity, because that is what people are longing to hear. Secondly, the creative must have clarity. It's one thing to be honest about what you're saying. It's another thing to be able to clearly communicate what you're saying. I can't tell you how many times I've been rooting for someone who is speaking or singing or playing an instrument or writing and believing that they are honest, believing that they have something to share, but being distracted and discouraged by their lack of clarity, either because they haven't prepared or there may be a lack of training that is inhibiting them from communicating the message that they want to share. It's really important that our inspiration doesn't outrun our communication. Isn't that true? Sometimes we're so inspired to say it that we are unable to communicate it. And it's so important that as you start to identify who you are and what you want to say, you also practice communicating that message in a way that can connect to people. Because no matter how passionate you are, If they're unable to understand your passion, if they're unable to hear your passion, they're going to be unable to receive what you have to say. And finally, every creative must have authority. I just heard this from a friend of mine, a new friend I just met last week, who is explaining the importance of authority, uh, specifically in our conversation about leading worship at a church, but I believe it applies to any speaker or any creative or any work of art, that it's so important that we are sure and founded on authority. Even if you're honest, and even if you're clear in what you're saying, if you have clarity in your speech and clarity in your delivery, people still need to know that there's an authority behind what you say. And authority doesn't necessarily mean you have a degree or that you've done years and decades of training. But it does mean that there's a foundational truth, there's a testimony, there's a bona fide standard behind what you're saying that gives people the assurance that you know what you're talking about. You can be honest and clear and wrong. (laughs) Because in our time, in our day, so many people base their situations on their experience. They base their truth on what they know without submitting to a higher authority. And I could talk about this for a long time, but just for now, I want to say that authority is so important and you can actually receive authority in a lot of different ways. I call them delivery methods of authority. For example, authority can be delivered to you through revelation, through study of a particular project or topic, but most likely authority is delegated. And you might be asking, well, how do I know if I have authority on a particular topic or particular idea? And there are demonstration methods, just like there are delivery methods of authority. I believe there are demonstration methods. For example, words of wisdom, actions of power, consistent character, obedience to a standard. All of these things are examples of what it looks like to walk and to live and to create from authority. And not strive to attain the authority, but to walk in confidence that the authority that you have is already given. You know, this reminds me of a verse in scripture about Jesus, actually. 
is found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 28 through 29. It says, when Jesus had finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Man, that's so interesting to me that what separated Jesus, among many other things, but what separated Jesus was his authority, his ability to demonstrate that he was speaking from a higher authority than just his own experience and just his own honesty and just his own clarity. He was able to access an authority that resulted in the demonstration of power, that resulted in the demonstration and the speaking of wise words, that resulted in consistent character, and resulted in obedience to a higher standard. And I really believe this is the fruitfulness that so many people, and dare I say everybody, is longing for. Yes, we want to be known, we want to be heard, we want to be understood, but I believe we really want to have an impact on this world. We want to leave a legacy. We want to stand for something that outlives our momentary works of art. I believe our fruitfulness is tied to these three aspects of connectivity. Connectivity is based on honesty, clarity, and authority. And most importantly, I want you to know that if you want to leave a mark on this world, if you want to connect with people, connect with the person who has changed history. The most influential person in all of history has been Jesus Christ and his connection to our hearts thousands of years after he walked this earth is an example of what it looks like to be honest, clear, and to walk in authority in a way that changes the whole world. Well, I cannot believe we have completed the very first season of this podcast called Choose Your Adventure. This Hey Wise Guys podcast is for you. It's for all of us to learn and grow in our faith, in our relationships, and in our creativity, and to really dive into the ideas that matter the most. So before you go, I want you to be sure that you visit dwanhill.com backslash creative because there's a brand new video there called Three Creative Sparks for Stress-Free Decisions. And it's a great way to digest some content while you wait for season two. I guarantee season two is coming, but in the meantime, enjoy the resources over at dwanhill.com. And I'll see you guys next time. Bless you.